My name is Kelly Tyen, and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. I hope you had an amazing week. And although it's been very trying in our country and our world lately, I'm just praying you guys are staying faithful in every way that you can. The only thing we can do at this point is pray. And that's all I'm doing lately. So stay faithful, guys. But today, I am so excited because on the show, I have an amazing woman named Natalie Jill. If you don't know her yet, she is going to blow you away because at her age, and I believe she's 48, she has found the secrets on how to age in reverse. Are you guys ready? Natalie Jill is a fat loss expert turned high performance coach. She kills fat for a living. Did that get your attention? Not just the fat on your bodies though, but the excess fat, which she calls false assumed truths that we tell ourselves. She is a best-selling author, creator of numerous fitness programs online, and a podcast host of her show, Leveling Up. I can't wait to dive in to her latest book called Aging in Reverse. So welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you. So nice to be here. So excited. Yes, I can't wait. But before we start, so how are you doing? I want to know in this pandemic with everything going on. Gosh, 2020 has definitely been a crazy year. I have a daughter who's almost 13, and I said to her, I'm so sorry that this is all happening right now. And she said, what? I love it. It's, we're making history right now. There's a lot of changes happening, and we're making history. So she's looking at it from a very different view. She's also looking at it, um, you know, she's th- almost 13, and she says uh, that her generation, what is it, Generation Z, she thinks that they'll change the world because they see things from a different perspective. So I love good. that. My son is 13, so I do. Yeah. I love that. I mean, they're paying attention. They know. They are definitely you know, they're paying asking attention. Questions. They, that's why we have to stay really yeah. in tune. With I'm that. actually proud of how much she knows and how knowledgeable she is for her age. I've had some talks with her about just even uh, with, starting with the virus, um, going with uh, talking about that and what she learned from science and what using her own brain and her own logic around that. And now what's going on um, with the huge awareness around a racial divide, she's super sensitive to it and very educated with it and knowledgeable. And she's even schooling me some. So I'm enjoying that. Yes, absolutely. Good for her. I mean, that they, they are. My son's showing me things that I'm like, oh, on Instagram, different things. And it's just, you know, it's disturbing, but yet it's mm-hmm. teaching lessons. So yeah, we're all in it together. We just got to stick together and just, you know, stay positive. So I know life wasn't always easy for you, Natalie. And I know you were, you know, not into health and fitness and you were not in this tip top shape as you are today, back in the day. I just want you to take us for those that don't know you take us a little bit on your journey. You know, how this all started for you and where sure. you hit rock bottom and how you picked yourself back up. Sure. It's so funny because I've had so many rock bottoms. I can't even, I don't, just when you think you've had your rock bottom, there's another one around the corner sometimes. And I mm-hmm. uh, believe now, as much as I don't embrace them when they're happening, um, I, there's always some huge growth on the other side. Um, but I always say, I'm just like everybody else. I'm just like whoever's listening. I mean, I'm human trying to figure out 
this world and life and how we can be better and do better and help others. And, um, but specifically how I got into the fitness and nutrition space was about a little over a decade ago. I was in my own personal bad space where I was getting a divorce. It was back in 2008 when the stock market and the housing market had crashed. I was losing my home. I was going through a divorce. I was going to be a new single mom. I, I did have a good job, but it was a, one that required a lot of travel and I was not going to be able to do that anymore. So I was just navigating, figuring out a lot. And no excuse. I know a lot of people have hard times and hardships, but that was my first time truly experiencing it. And it was my time to experience it. And I definitely fell into a depression and felt bad for myself and was trying to navigate that. And it was in, I remember the afternoon really clearly when I actually made a decision. I, it was like, I, I just looked and I, and I thought, this is not who I'm meant to be. This is not who I am. There's something more for me. And it started with a decision that something else was better for me. And then I created a vision. And that was a vision board initially. I, I literally made a vision board of what I wanted. I wanted happiness. I wanted different types of friends. I wanted to be near the beach. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to lose the weight. I wanted to be a good mom. I wanted all these things. And I put them on that vision board. And I remember staring at that and saying, if I'm not that right now, if I'm not that right now, um, maybe if I stare at this vision board, I can start evoking the feelings of what it would be like if I was. And it really started with that. And I had to get out of what I call the victim mentality because when we're having a hard time or we feel victimize, it's very easy to stay stuck in that place where we're blaming others, blaming situations, blaming circumstances. And in that time, I had to get really real and say, that's not going to serve me. I can blame my ex-husband. I can blame the finances. I could blame whatever, but it's not going to help me. So I had to get really accountable and real with myself and say, okay, I have a vision. I've made a decision. Now, what actions am I going to personally take that I can personally control to change things? And that's sort of where it started. Wow. I mean, I know you've spoken about having a vision on your show even, and you shared, see things how you want to see them and not as they currently are. You need to see things the way you want to yes. see them. I think yes. that is exactly what you're saying. I got to tell you, that's my, and this is my, and I've not been vocal enough about this right now because I, I'm, I'm not that tough. <laughs> I'm not that tough. And I know we're getting a little off subject here, but, um, this is relevant for right now. One of my big things right now is I see a lot of people complaining about judging each other and what everyone's doing wrong right now. Um, it started with the mask and COVID and people not agreeing. And now there's this big divide between our friends and it's, it's, and there's a lot of judging and shaming versus like vision for what we actually want. Like I, I want people to come together. I want to work things out. I want to find solutions. And I, I, maybe I'm just not looking in the right places, but I don't see a lot of that happening. And that's what I've been searching in myself for too, is what are the changes I want to see happen and how can I facilitate some of that? I know? love that though. I love that you're taking action though. You're taking charge of what you are in control of. And I think that's the number one thing we can all do is, you know, certain things are out of our control. So when they're out of our control, what can we control? And I love you just said that. That's what you're doing. That's what you're focusing on. And that's how you take those steps forward. Yes. And that did almost 12 years ago now. Um, and I would look at that board and say, I'm going to evoke these feelings. I'm going to feel like that. And I would say the girl on that board that looks happy and fit and healthy and all those things, 
what is she doing? What are the actions that she's taking every day? And that started with, she's controlling what she's putting in her body, what she's eating. She's controlling how she's moving her body. She's controlling what she listens to. She's controlling what she reads. And that's how it started. And at the time I had a small Facebook following. Social media wasn't as popular as it is now. I had a very small Facebook following. It was just my high school friends. But I remember making a post on Facebook and saying, I'm in a place right now. This is what's going on with me. I've let things get out of control and I'm making a change. And I'm going to share here what I'm eating and doing for accountability. And I'm doing it for myself. I wasn't doing it for anyone else. I was doing it for myself. And because I showed up authentically doing it for myself, sharing it, it resonated with a lot of people. And that brought in questions. People wanted to know more about what I was doing, why I was doing it. And as my body started to change and I started to get healthy, people wanted to know how they could do it too. And that's literally how my whole business started. And, you know, there's times when we don't feel like doing the right thing, right? And I'm sure you have numerous clients that say, you know, when I don't feel like it, Natalie, give me advice. How do you, what do you tell those people that just feel so stuck? They're so frustrated. And like you, you just took charge, but yeah. it's hard for a lot of people. So how yeah. do you guide them into just taking charge of their own thoughts or how do you, what do you tell them to do? Well, the first thing is there's, there's this big divide of, um, I don't feel like it. And then people going, well, do it anyway, toughen up, do it anyway. Okay. Got it. It's not that easy. Sometimes the resolve is in the feeling. Um, let me explain that. If you don't feel like it, what do you feel like? You've got to express and live in those feelings for a while. Do you feel like laying around and crying? Then do it. Do you feel like getting mad at everyone for a little bit? Then do it. Do you feel like letting yourself go even further? What is it that you feel like doing? And just do it. I got to tell you right now, um, and I, I don't know when this is going to air, um, so I don't mean to be off date on something, but I don't know when it's airing. But, but when, when I... Right now, um, with everything going on in the world, I feel like I need to take a pause from social media. I just feel like it. And there's a lot of people telling me that I shouldn't be. They're judging. They're shaming. Like, no, you need to speak more on that. Like, no, I need to listen to what I'm feeling and go internal and help where I want to help. I don't have to publicize it on social media. That's what I feel. And I think if we would listen more to our feelings, we could actually get a lot more accomplished. Um, because, but we don't listen to our feelings. We, look, we listen to what others are telling us we need to do. We're listening to how we're being shamed or judged about our bodies, about our health, about our finances, about whatever. And that noise is not serving anyone. So you get to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. So if, if, you're, if you're feeling the loss of a marriage, if you're feeling the pain of you know, letting yourself go, if you're struggling with a health problem, whatever you're feeling, you've got to let yourself feel it. When you feel it, you fully feel it. That's when you can release it and get on to the next. I so my advice is not do it anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, you're, it's making me crazy because I couldn't agree with you more. People don't allow other people, even good friends to feel their feelings. Listen, I even have the best husband in the world Tony, I love you. You're probably not listening to this. He sometimes, you know how men are just different than women. They don't, you know, our feelings are just overwhelming to them. And even my husband, who's so awesome and amazing, sometimes I feel I can't let my feelings feel. But I think it's so important because just what you said, until you feel the feels and allow yourself to feel those feelings and go through it, that's when you can make steps forward. That's when you have growth. And that is 
amazing. And Natalie, I think coming off social media, giving yourself a break is yeah. exactly what you need to do because it's what you want to do. Yes. And I, and I got, all, you know, I didn't even know that I was going to do that. I was, I just decided after doing, um, I haven't been off social media in 10 years, um, but after having, putting my heart out there in a few different ways, um, my feeling told me, this is not my fight in the way that people want me to fight it. Um, so I need to take a little bit of time. That doesn't mean I don't, I still have my beliefs. I still have where I'm focused. I still have what I'm doing and I don't need to prove it to the world. That's how I feel. And I felt like, and when I really look back in my life, when I had a hardship, a setback, anything, that's what I had to do. I had to feel it and do what, listen to my heart on what I meant, thought was right. And so when you said when someone doesn't feel like it, they've let themselves go, they're not healthy, feel it first. Like express that with yourself. Cry it out for a week if you need to. Cry it out for a month if you need to. Feel it first. Be complete with that. And then when you make a decision, that's that next step decide what it is that you actually do want, that's when you're ready. But until you get there, nothing is, I can't, it doesn't matter what diet I give you. It doesn't matter what financial advice someone gives you until you, it doesn't matter any of that until you literally have felt it, done the work and then decide. Exactly. Exactly. And then you have to decide another thing you have said in one of your podcast shows is mm -hmm. decide where you're operating from, from that point on. Are you going to operate from an excuse mentality or a possibility mentality? And I loved that. And it leads right into what you're talking about because it's so powerful when you really decide, okay, from this point on, am I going to just have excuses for myself or I'm too lazy to prep my food and I, you know, stopping at the drive through is so much easier or is it possible for me to really get fit and to feel good in my body? Yes, it is. And you right. have to decide that. And I love that. Can you speak about that a little bit? Yeah, because so what happens is, when I, what I say by that is excuses or solutions you decide. And that doesn't mean you don't have excuses. I mean, everybody has setbacks, excuses, reasons. I'm saying not to live in them. If you live in your reasons why you can't or why you're stuck or why it's not possible, you will continue to find evidence to validate that. And the more you do that, the more you will stay stuck, the more you'll stay stuck. And you, so instead, what I challenge people to do is live in possibility. What is it that you actually want to happen? What, and, and what if it was possible? Like dream about that. What if it was possible? Exactly. And let yourself go there. And, you know, I, I get so many messages. I have lost all motivation. That's what starts. I've lost all motivation. I have no willpower. And that's where I want to bring people back to this because they're looking for me to give them this secret weapon or do this and this is going to fix it. And it's more than that. It's feel it, decide, visualize what it is that you actually want. Get really clear. I call it your driving core motivator, the real reason you want something. And then nothing gets in your way. Then it doesn't matter about willpower. You have it because you're determined, you're committed, you know it is what you want. And I love it. And, and I think making a vision board of seeing what you want and where you want to go is also so powerful in that whole realm. Exactly. So I want to just go into your book because that's, yeah. everybody wants to know how to age in reverse. So let's switch over for a minute and talk about where did you come up with that? How did you come up with that? And tell us a few secrets. Yeah. I know you have them. <laughs> yeah. So aging in reverse is very similar to what we've been talking about. Um, I, pretty much everything I've ever taught, sold, um, given away. It's all the same method. Um, I start with that same process. I have a method to everything. Whether someone coaches with me one-on-one, -on -one, they come to one of my VIP breakthrough weekends, or they 
you know, download a program or get one of my free downloads. I still have that same method that I, that I talk through, even on my podcast, that there's a method. So to back it up, um, where did I come up with the concept of aging in reverse? Well, I'm almost 50. I'll be 49 this summer or this fall. And I, I, I watch this battle with my friends of like really fighting their age, like not embracing their age. And it wasn't resonating me to age with me to age gracefully. Like that just wasn't sticking with me. Like I didn't, I, I don't like the idea of aging gracefully, but, um, the best way I can explain this is I was staring at a palm tree one day, <laughs> I was staring at a palm tree. And do you ever, do you ever, if you look at a, and I live in San Diego, so we see palm trees everywhere. But if you look at a palm tree, um, you'll notice that they're all green leaves or fawns that come off, I don't know what they're called, the, the actual palms that come off the top. And as they get older and die down, they turn brown and they kind of hang over. And they keep piling up brown and hanging over, right? Until someone comes and cuts them off and then the green just shine on the top. Well, I was staring at this palm tree and I'm like, gosh, you know, you could take one of those green falling, those uh, brown falling over palm leaves and you could spray paint it bright green and you could put some metal and wires in it, maybe an old hanger and you can make it stick straight up like the others, but something would look really funny in it, right? You look at this, if you looked at this dead palm spray painted green with a wire in it and you put it in the monk, in the middle of all these young ones, something just wouldn't look right. It would look really weird. Like it, something's off with it. Right. However, if the brown one could be revived and like hydrated again and get healthy and stick back up amongst the green. Maybe it's not green again, but it's brown. It's sticking up. It wouldn't look funny. It would just stand out as, wow, it's an aged palm leaf and it looks vibrant and great and amazing. And I really resonated with me that if you look at a lot of our aging uh, population, they're not doing anything on the inside from the inside out. They're just fixing everything on the outside. And it's kind of like painting that old palm leaf. It just doesn't look right. You can put as much Botox in as you want and as much hair color and all the makeup, but you, don't, you look frail and not energetic. It doesn't, it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And you're not actually happy. And what clicked for me was it's not so much the way you look. It's the energy inside of you and how you're being that makes you youthful. Does this make sense how I'm explaining it? I don't know. 100. Okay. 100%. I'm following. So what I really figured out is what I need to address to age in reverse is not more how do we fix our face? How do we, and I'm not against any of that. I don't have a problem with people doing whatever they want to their face, but more importantly, how do we get the inside set up for the best possible environment? So you show up with that energy and that vibrancy, which makes you youthful, which is aging in reverse to me. And there's really three main components to that. And that's state, plate, and weight. State is your mindset, your belief around it, like we've been talking about. Is it possible? What's the possibility around that? Can you be, because as soon as you start saying I'm too old or it's too late, we've missed the boat on that, you know? So you got to get, that's the mindset piece of state. Then there's the plate, the nutrition. How do we set your environment up to win? Like how do you eat foods that actually fuel you, that give you energy, that make your skin look great, that have you have energy, all those things. Like how do we eat that way? How do we stay hydrated? That's all part of that plate. And then movement. How do we move so we stay functional? So we stay strong. So the book is really about, and I didn't use that palm tree analogy in the book. That, that analogy came later, but it really summed up what I had been thinking. Um, but the book is about that. It's state, plate, and weight on how we can start aging in reverse. Wow. I love that. That's it's 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 perfect. It's exactly it's exactly spot on. I mean, I'm sure 
I keep meaning to like, I want to like take, I want to, I want to do a video of a palm tree and like literally do that to show it because I keep, that analogy keeps coming to me and I, I haven't really explained it well. No, <laughs> so I, like I, I wanted to make a video with the palm tree to explain that more. But. It, it was actually perfect. I'm watching the palm tree. I'm seeing, it was so visual yeah. for me and I'm thinking of us and all the things that you said, we constantly yeah. trying to change the outside. And it looks and funny and you, see, you can see, it just looks like, oh, there's a woman who's, you know, a lot older that's doing all this work and it doesn't, but you could tell nothing on the insides changed. But then I have friends that are, you know, in their sixties, early seventies that are surfing, that are playing and they haven't done all that stuff and they look incredibly youthful because they're being that way. Exactly. It's so, so true. So ladies, you have to grab this book, get your copy because the way she explains it and the tips she gives in the book are just incredible. Um, slate plate, Wait. <laughs> yeah, state plate, state plate, state wait. Change, plate. change your state, plan your plate, love your weight. I love it. I love it. I thank you. I thank you for, mm-hmm. for that because so many women need help and they don't know where to start. Me too. Um, so I do want to ask a couple fun fire, quick fire yeah. questions to you and tell us what's your favorite superfood. Oh my gosh. I don't think I have one superfood. I, I really, I change that frequently, like what my superfood is. And I go through phases of what I'm eating in the morning. I would say right now I'm newly, I haven't, didn't newly discover it, but I've newly started really adding a lot of it, apple cider vinegar. I'm noticing a big change in skin and uh, digestion with that and even uh, hunger management. So that's, that's a new one. But um, I get on kicks of something that I just, bone broth was a big superfood that I talk about in the book because bone broth is a staple for gut health also for pain reduction. Um, I'm a huge fan of fruits and vegetables, all fruits and vegetables. I do eat a lot of fruit. I don't worry about the sugar on that. I don't personally, I don't teach eliminate, you know, eliminating fruit in my plans at all. I'm a huge fan of fruit. So I, I try to eat as many colors as I possible as possibly can for superfood. So I can't say I have one superfood. There's so many that I do include and eat. I love it. Those are all perfect. Do you have any cravings that ever get you? Um, I, you know, when I have a craving, I listen. When your body craves something, there's a reason for it. Um, and I talk about that a lot in my books too. And it's important to, to not try to mask the craving, it's try to, to, but rather to understand it. So if you're, like, if you're craving salt all the time, there's usually a reason for it. You might have low blood pressure. You might, there's, there's usually a reason. So you want to get to the root of why you're craving something. Typically, sugar cravings, I found uh, with myself and with clients will come from having too many starches in your diet. You have too many starches, not enough fat and protein. Your body's going to secrete more insulin. You're going to have a faster turnaround with your insulin. You're going to crave more. It's a cycle. Um, that's why so many times when someone's doing a paleo or Atkins or a zone diet, they, they say they have a reduction in sugar cravings. They're having a reduction in starches. So by upping your proteins and your fats um, and choosing your carbs to be more fruit and vegetables, you'll typically reduce your sugar cravings. But if you're having them all the time, a craving is your body trying to regulate. It's trying to regulate. So we don't want to ignore cravings. You want to figure out where they're coming from. Exactly. You need to get to the root of it. I agree. Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, excuses or solutions you decide, <laughs> which is my love quote. But Love it. I have to say that's mine. And I love that. I'm going to write that one. I love that. And what about, what's the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up? It depends. Um, on, I can give you like my, my perfect answer on what I'd like to do every morning when I wake up and I can give you what reality happens. What reality? Reality. <laughs> so so uh, reality, if my phone's in my room, it's a bad habit, but I'll start picking up and reacting and I don't want to do that. Um, I 
I, I go through phases of like it anymore because I don't want to have that happen. Um, but typically what I'll do, um, in an ideal world is I'll look at my phone for a few minutes, which I don't want to do. It's not a good habit, but then I will grab my, uh, notes section and I'll, I'll typically think quickly things I'm grateful for and put a podcast on and get up and start getting ready. I usually listen to a podcast while I'm getting ready. Something that's not going to put me in a bad mood. It's something I can learn from something that is educational, uplifting, motivational. I'll do that while I'm getting ready. Then I'll typically have breakfast. Um, and, and that's it. If I'm in a rush in the morning, I'll typically skip a lot of that and I'll have a shake and go. Um, but I do eat. I don't, I don't fast in the morning. Um, and yeah, that's it. Nothing so you do too. eat breakfast. Do you, what about your workout? Do you have a favorite workout that you do? So most of my workouts are body weight workout. And yeah, the ones I teach in all my programs, like in all my DVDs are definitely my workouts. Um, my stronger program is what I do when I'm in my best physical state. I had a really, I had a rough year. I had two surgeries this year. I had a disc rupture in my lower back and then I tore my right bicep. So I, this whole year has pretty much been rehab and recovery, um, which is different for me. I'm not used to that. Um, so one, I definitely gained some weight, which is laughable if I were to tell someone publicly like, Hey, oh, I am doing it publicly now. But if I were online going, I gained weight, people go, what, uh, whatever. But for me, it was, it was definitely a weight gain. I'm not used to that. And I also um, have some nerve damage from my bicep repair. So what I'm not used to is literally my arm hanging. You can see it. They can't see it, but it's, it's literally hanging. I'm not used to that. There's no muscle right there. It's total atrophy. So that's been new for me. I can't do a lot of the exercises that I, that are staples like pull-ups and planks. And, um, I, not yet. I have another six months until I can even start working on those. So that's been an adjustment for me. Like, okay, well, how do I not hyper-focus on what's wrong with my body? And on what I can do and practice what I preach. So I've been really focused on that. So I walk and do the exercises I can do, but I, I'm chomping at the bit to get back to my intense trainings that I love. I just have to be patient right now. Yes, absolutely. You have to be patient and you know more than anyone. It's so important for your body to heal properly, but I know you must be dying inside because that's fitness. Well, it just drives me crazy, but I, I also am of the mindset that everything happens for us, not to us. So I know that this is happening for me to understand more about my clients and people. And I want to understand that. So I, sometimes I feel like I ask for these things because I, I'm always, I'm, I want to continue to learn. So when I speak that, I think sometimes I, I believe I, my purpose is actually to be a teacher. So I believe sometimes things do happen to me so I can teach others. That's exactly. You Now is your chance. You're walking in a lot of people's shoes right now with an injury, feeling the feels, what they're going through and feeling frustrated. Yes. They can't work out. So now you're feeling it and you can help them. Yes. Right. That's a, you have such a great perspective on everything. It's amazing. Thank you. And you do. So God bless. But lastly, before we end, I just want to, the show Addicted to the Climb is all about inspiring people to keep climbing higher. So I want to know, what are you climbing towards next in your personal life or business? Mm, you know, it's interesting you asked that question um, because I, I would not say that I'm actually, what I'm climbing right now to is not climbing. And let me explain. I've chased my whole life. Um, I've chased, 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 chased. I've never actually slowed down the process to actually enjoy and live in the present. And I've been really committed to that this year. So I have some projects, but I, I am not on a high urgency or 
um, a chasing thing right now. I have lots of opportunities and I've been very selective with them. I'm very selective. I don't book my calendar out very far because I want the flexibility. I say, I actually say yes to very few things right now. It's, it's always very unique what I'm saying yes to. Um, even, I, I don't even want to say it here because then other people might do it, but even how you asked me to be on your podcast was unique. And that's why I said, yes, had you sent me the email, like everyone else does, you might not have even gotten Jen. So, so I, I really do. I listen to just my I feel when I cut out the noise and stop chasing, I can actually listen to my intuition and my gut and make decisions from that. And that's what I've been saying yes to this year. I'm working on a third book. I'm taking my time on it. I didn't put a date on it. I haven't even decided um, if I'm going with publisher or self-publishing this one yet. I'm just not putting that pressure on myself. I'm just trying to do things a little bit differently and slow it all down this year. I love it. You're just a woman that knows what you want. You're following what you want to do. And that's the bottom line. I think everybody should do that because sometimes we get distracted by what we should be doing instead of what we really want to do. So I applaud you for all that. And you're, you're just super successful in so many ways. And I just know you're blessing so many people out there. So, and thank you so much for really coming on my show. I feel so honored to have you. You're just, I've been following Natalie forever, you guys. She's an amazing person and she has so many amazing, incredible, you know, I, I call them nuggets that we can learn from her because she's been there. Thank she, you so much. Yeah, you've been there. You've done it. You, you know what works, what doesn't work. So you're leading the way in fitness and I love it. So Thank you again for being here today and thank you all for tuning in. If you guys all love this episode, please take a screenshot and tag us both. It would just mean the world to me and we can get this, these inspiring stories out there to more people until next week. You guys keep on climbing and thanks Natalie one more time. Thank you so much. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.